Welcome back to the Quantum Health Recipe Podcast. We have with us today Dr. Rhett Kinney. What up? And Darcy Jones. So today we're going to be, be discussing nutrition. So Rhett and, and I both have watched the debate with Paul Saladino and Dr. Joel Furman. Highly recommend you get on YouTube, check that out. Yeah, for sure. It, it is a wonderful debate. Um, I got a little fired up, I'm not going to lie, when I watched it, but I've had time to, to calm down and gather my thoughts throughout <laughs> this and be able to, I guess, speak peacefully. I think I'm just a little concerned about the plant-based agenda that's going on um, in our country and maybe even some other countries. Do you I'm, agree? Yep. And I, and it's, uh, I understand now why you've got, why you've got your punching bag here in the, in your studio. Exactly. I'm sure you go to town on that thing every, I, once, every, every once in a while. I have to, you know, <laughs> 25% of my clients are, are, are plant-based right now. And I think I've converted most of them over because once they started eating red meat again and drizzling butter over it, their brains immediately lit up and they said, Darcy, my life has changed. <laughs> no, but, but we're just going to discuss, you know, today, you know, what are we as nutritionists? You know, like that's kind of the root that we have to go back to is we have to ask that question. You know, if you're going to school or taking a nutrition course, what does that really mean? And in my opinion, nutrition has to do with the vitamins and minerals and the nutrition that is in your food. Do you agree, Rhett? Absolutely. That makes me think of uh, that show Breaking Bad. I don't know if you've yeah. ever show, saw Breaking Breaking Bad. And one of the first, it's the story of a chemist and um, a lot of crazy things happens. I didn't see the whole sh series or anything like that, but I saw the first, you know, first, I think I watched the first season. One of the first episodes, he's ex he's a chemistry teacher in a high school and he's explaining to his, stu his students are asking him, or I think he asked the questions, to his students, what is chemistry? And his, his students give, you know, some rudimentary or elementary uh, explanations. He's like, he tells them, he says, actually, it's, it's the study of matter, you yeah. know, because at the, at the base, uh, at, 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 from a foundational level, everything is actually goes back to the chemistry. And that's where actually nutrition comes into the picture because, you know, this is chemistry in action. Basically when we're eating food, our, our bodies are, taxed with the uh responsibility of turning that that chemistry into structural components into energy into hormones into you know the list goes on and on into hair cells you know into uh you know uh, nails and teeth and yeah it kind of goes back to we are what we eat yeah so you know? um anyways the study of matter you know all that to say moving on i guess uh, that the nutrition is um, in in clinical practice. I've and I've I've been I've been over this in previous episodes um, that I see such a a primary role in people's health um, with chemistry. You know, excuse me, with with the nutrition. Nutrition is yes. plays such a primary role in how people feel. Uh, a lot of times, people feel um, they feel bad, and it's directly. I can I can show you. Uh, in my clinic, how it's directly your how you feel, the pain, um, whether it's acute, chronic pain, uh, is always going to be. There's going to be a role to play. Um, excuse me, the nutrition is going to have a role in how you recover from problems. So 
anyways. No, you're fine. It, it, it's a direct correlation to your health. Yeah. I agree 100%. And what I've continued to see lately with my clientele, and, and, and Rhett works with my clients also, is a lot of gut issues lately, um, deficiencies in B vitamins, vitamin A specifically, vitamin D, and then a lot of times they're suffering from some type of cognition disorder, whether it be depression, uh, anxiety, things of that nature. And so this is what I see more than anything in plant-based eaters also, because we do not get the bioavailable B vitamins from, from plants as we do animals, um, red meat specifically. Do you agree, Rhett? We don't. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, um, you know, organs specifically too, there's more what methyl, there's more folate in the liver of an animal than anything else. Am I correct by saying that? That's uh, the the highest, uh, you know, you're not going to, you're going to find anywhere on the planet where there's, where there's a higher uh, concentration of folate. Um, vitamin A. Vitamin A in, than in liver. So yeah, yeah very you know, one of the reasons, uh, one of the arguments I've heard is, you know, if you, um, if you go to out to the, uh, if you're out, to, and what am I trying to say here? When they're out in the wild, whenever there's a like an animal kill, you know, if um, you you see the on Discovery Channels, like, you know, the lions going after the elephant or the zebra or whatever, they after that animal kill, these animals go after the organ meats first, yes. right? And it's into I think because they intuitively they know that the nutrition is in the organ meats, yes. and then they po- they polish off the the muscle meats. But they actually go after the organ meats first, yeah, um, because of um, because of all the nutritional benefits. Yeah, and and so did many of our ancestors. I know when I hunt, I usually eat the organs of the animal. Um, the fresher, the better, and a uh, you know an air domesticated society a lot of people think that's weird or you know it tastes really bad but it's all in the way you cook it you know and so I guess my frustrations are just seeing that you know red meat continues to be demonized um, in a lot of areas uh, in the world with with practitioners different nutritionists and things of that nature so I'm here to try to coexist with all of you and understand that I've been through all of these diets vegetarian veganism and I spiritually gained a lot of knowledge through eating more plants also because they gave me a different life force energy. So I'm not here to downgrade plants and that they're not healers. Herbs are healers. I'm a big fan of antioxidants, you know, things like blueberries, blackberries, and, and foraging them in the wild, you know. But at the same time, I have to look at this from, as a nutritionist and tell you that red meat, grass-fed finished wild game specifically also, and organ meats provide a person with the most nutrition, vitamins, minerals, because almost everyone across the board is deficient in minerals. Well, guess what? Red meat has the most bioavailable sources. And yes, if your plants are grown in organic, nutrient-rich soil, they're going to provide you with minerals. But how many of you are eating those things? Well, I hope a lot of you are now. But you know, I have customers, clients come in all the time and they're buying carnitine, L-arginine, magnesium, and CoQ10 for their heart health. Well, guess what? The heart of an animal has more CoQ10 than anything out there. And red meat provides you with the carnitine, L-arginine, and even magnesium. I think a pound of red meat has 100 milligrams of magnesium in it. 
or something of that nature. So what I'm trying to say, and creatine also is good for your heart and helps cognition. And these things are in the source of food. So how could you demonize a food that has heart-healthy vitamins due to it having saturated fat and cholesterol? When we know that your muscles, your brain, and your hormones have to have cholesterol in order to manufacture steroid hormones. So if you look at this from a clinical standpoint as a nutritionist, saying that red meat is not good for you, in my opinion, is insanity. But when we commercially raise the animal, okay, and we're giving it genetically modified grains every single day in a feedlot to fatten a cow up, to get a certain weight, to make a dollar, Okay, then we put omega-6 fatty acids in the meat, thus causing omega-6 fatty acids causing inflammation in the human body, which does lead to cancer, which does lead to heart disease, insulin resistance, and diabetes. But if the cow is grass-fed and finished, it has nothing but omega-3s in it. There might be small amounts of omega-6, but it will not harm the human. So that's what we have to look at. It's our farming techniques, how the animals are raised, what is in the animal. Do you agree, Rit? I do, yeah. we, the, You know, the blanket statements are, they can be very harmful. And if you watch the debate, Paul, Paul, Dr. Paul uh, Saladino, he, he gets a little fired up, I think, uh, with his debater, uh, Dr. Joel uh, Furman, because of uh, the blanket statements that uh, Dr. Furman makes. And... And so, you know, research is super, you know, super important um, that the research is done, but we have to understand what questions the research is, the researchers are asking, you know, what's the, what's the point of, of the, the studies that they do and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think you're exactly right, uh, Darcy, we have to, you know, we have to take a step back and look at the full picture here, you know, is, yeah. you know, to, to, to demonize um, all red meat. And uh, and not to separate the feedlot uh, uh, sources of meat versus the the rege- regenerative uh, sources of meat, um, you know they, they have completely different profiles. So that's completely. gonna that's gonna um, that's going to influence the uh, the meat eater in a, in different ways. And so we that's a question for research, right? That's a that's an that would be an important question. Yes. And when we when we hear these blanket statements like all meat is bad. Part of our message here is to, is to encourage the listener by saying, you know, actually what we find is there, there's game in our community. Um, but, but yeah, and that's what we have to look at is, is the quality of how the animals are raised. And that, that means everything because that's what puts the nutrient content in the animals in order for them to be bioavailable for human consumption. And that's that's the biggest thing in it all. So I know I'm always talking about B vitamins, but I continuously see low um, B12, B6, methylfolate, even sometimes B1, B2, and so on, B5. And that is a direct link to depression, insulin resistance, and hormonal imbalances. Because 
in order for dopa to to cross the blood-brain barrier and turn into dopamine, it has to have B12 and iron present to do that. And so if we're not eating enough protein from animals, we become deficient in iron and B vitamins, which both are a correlation to our red blood cell count and hemoglobin also. And so anytime I see that, I know that my client is probably suffering from depression, a cognition disorder, low energy or insulin resistance because B6 helps drive insulin into the cell. And believe me, I know better than anybody. I have type 1 diabetes. I got it when I was 11 years old. And eating more animals, a lower carbohydrate diet changed my life. I eat an animal-based diet, if not a plant-based diet. Some of you may find that sound to sound weird, but that's what I do. Now, listen, I do eat with the seasons, though. So that's where Dr. Paul Saladino and I maybe will disagree on a few things. Is throughout the winter, I'm animal-based. I'm carnivorous as hell. But when spring and summer hits, I do live out of my garden. I eat a lot more plants. I do eat leafy greens, Paul. Um, I find that spinach does really well with my body. It resonates with me. Um, I don't eat a lot of peppers and tomatoes anymore. They're very inflammatory. If I do, it's only in season. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge onion guy. I eat a lot of pumpkin, eat a lot of sweet potato. And I always cook these vegetables because I will agree, and this is what people need to realize, you need to cook your vegetables. Um, I do eat some raw leafy greens, but most vegetables do have toxins in them um, and lectins that cause inflammation in the human body. So, you know, plants give us life force energy just as animals do. It's just a little bit different. There's a little bit more grounding energy within the plant. And I suggest that you bless your animals, that you bless your food before you eat it so it can resonate with your body. Um, do you have anything to say on that? I'm going to talk a little bit about about uh, some grains and yeah. then we'll, we'll jump back. I've heard, ahead. I've heard, you know, you, you probably heard this. Uh, you've heard the the idea that we are we are what we eat totally. but i've also heard it said maybe a better idea would be we are what we absorb yeah so just because we just because you eat um you know just because you eat the salad just because you eat a steak or whatever whatever you're eating like your health very well might come down to how well you actually are able to um to turn that food into energy right and use that food yes so we aren't just what we eat, we we actually are what we absorb, and the microbiome has a has a huge role to play. Gut lining, I mean, those of, those of you with um, you know ultra colitis, um, yeah. IBS, and uh, irritable bowel syndrome, stuff like that. Um, leaky gut. Uh, what are the other co common? I mean, uh, gut related it, disorders. You can even see if people leave irritable bowel syndrome untreated for long enough that it can turn into Crohn's. Crohn's, I've seen that Crohn's, happen. That's right. We see that's a lot of a Crohn's. Severe... So, you know, it, it, anytime you, you know, anytime we talk about the digestive-related disorders here, we've got to talk about the um, the permeability of the digestive tract. Yes. And uh, something that the you know glyphosate directly attacks. That yes. Basically, directly is influenced in um, in the disruption of the mucosa lining, the lining, the, the cells of your digestive tract influencing how well you absorb. So back to this idea, we are not just what we eat, but we are what we absorb. You know, I, I sat, maybe it's, it, it might actually be, this is a bit, this is controversial. I know, but uh, yeah. I'm happy to be controversial. Um, 
I went to um, a restaurant just the other day. Guess what? They served me salad, just a complimentary salad. Yeah. Uh, knowing that this the commercial salads that they serve are, um, they are uh, laced with pesticides and all kind of you know, environmental toxins, endocrine endocrine disruptors. Guess what I did not do? I did not eat the salad. I left the salad because, you know, this is is where people, we get it wrong. We think, oh, it's a a salad. It's healthy. But where did the salad come from? Where did the lettuce come from? What's on the lettuce, you know? And and so, uh, you know, I'm going to maybe lose some fans here because I'm sure some of you are going to think, that's just too... It's too picky, you know. You're just you're being you're doing being way too picky. Just just eat your salad. Well, for me, actually, I'm gonna say no, thank you, because yes. um, I don't want the the permeable the, the digestive related disorders that come with the salad. Okay, um, the the salad might might very well contain a lot of 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 uh, nutritional components like you know vitamins and minerals and stuff, but then again, you know. If it if it destroys my gut lining, that's a that's a way more serious issue. Way and more. And then and then being able to actually absorb what I eat, exactly, is, is a serious issue. So we see it differently. I think that's why you know we have uh, we've got this podcast in the first place to to bring up some of these issues and and encourage people, our listeners, to start thinking about these issues and decide for yourself what's best. You know, you don't have to eat the salad. In fact, it might be best that you wait, eat a salad at home, you know, make an organic salad at home or from your garden. Yeah, probiotics and enzymes are what rebuilds us from the inside out. You know, we lift weights. We've talked about this before to build muscle. Um, and then we eat meat. We get amino acids to help rebuild and, and, and heal the tears in our muscle tissue. But we take pro, we take in probiotics and enzymes through our food and especially ferments, ret- Retina is all about fermentation yeah, so to rebuild us from the inside out to have a good gut microbiome. And, and you like jump started me straight into this. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of hit a few things here, but that leads back to grains. Um, oh my goodness. And, and this is why like everyone gets mad at me a lot of times. Yes, if we make fermented sourdough breads from organic flours, is it okay? But personally, it doesn't do good with me. The phytic acids destroy me. It swells my brain up. It does. They just do not do good. Oatmeal is the only grain that I do sometimes just because it doesn't cause systemic inflammation. My body does pretty well with it. But this leads me into flaxseed, and I'll talk about it shortly. Flaxseed is promoted to be healthy um, across the board in almost every health food store, every old school doctor. A lot of nutritionists, they put flaxseed because it's got omega-3, 6, and 9 in it. Well, guess what? Omega-6s aren't good for us. They cause systemic inflammation, insulin resistance, and these are some Harvard studies that have been done, and Christopher Walker actually talks a lot about this. Um, they, it, flaxseed is one of the most estrogenic foods out there. It's actually the richest source of phytoestrogens. And so my wife was reading while she was breastfeeding that she should put flax in her oatmeal every day because it helps promote lactation. Well, guess what, guys? That's why it is linked to low testosterone. You don't want phytoestrogens in your body, and women don't either because that promotes breast cancer. So even if you're breastfeeding, I would not use flaxseed because it's actually a direct link also to thyroid thyroid conditions. Now tell me if I'm saying this right. So theocyanates 
interfere with iodine uptake by thyroid gland and long-term exposure aggravates iodine deficiency disorders and things like goiters on your thyroid. And these are studies that have been done on rats. And yes, you could say, well, rats aren't humans, but you see a direct correlation when people are eating nut butters all the time and flaxseed to thyroid conditions because I see it constantly in my clients. Um, and like I said, phytic acids interfere with your mineral intake. An example would be zinc, magnesium, and iron, three of the most important minerals in the human body. So therefore, we automatically know that eating grains can't be heart healthy because when you eat something that causes irritable bowel syndrome, that causes insulin resistance, that causes heart disease, and it promotes cognitive decline. So for any doctor nor practitioner nutritionist to promote eating wheat bread and glyphosate sprayed grains is doing a disservice to their client and patient, and they're causing them to be sick because grains are the direct link to almost every cognitive disorder, anxiety, depression, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, and dementia, because it all leads to um, it all leads to gut disorders. It leads to low testosterone, and I could go on for days. I get fired <laughs> up about this because grains are not healthy for a human being, and they're not meant to be in our bodies. They were used to feed certain animals fermentation, and for survival foods and to make beer. But I do love a good cold beer.